not taking like other people's like opinions I guess so close because it's so easy to be like well maybe like I should like maybe they they know more or something like that but like at the end of the day does it serve you and that's what I think you have to always go back to is like if it doesn't like serve you if it doesn't like strengthen you or like make like your goals stronger like you have to just like figure out a way to like whittle out other people's opinions Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. Alrighty. So, I am, uh, first off, I want to apologize if I look like I'm like deceased because this has been the week from hell for me. I'm <laughs> over here too. Over here too. Like, oh. I have been taking the front captain seat on the struggle bus this week. Like it has just been a slight rough patch. I have officially started pre-production of my film. Well, like mm-hmm. we kind of started a couple weeks ago, but we officially launched the GoFundMe campaign this past week. How exciting. Week. How's I it t- going? Oh my god, we are already, it's only been up like th- for three days and we're already almost to a thousand dollars. Holy so, cow, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I've seen some Gal Scouts donating, uh, which Yeet. like, thank you guys, like it truly means a lot. Uh, I could not do this without you. Uh, so if you can't donate, like it's totally fine. I understand. Like I'm, there's no pressure. Um, but please check out the GoFundMe. Um, check out the videos that are on there. Share it on Instagram. Text it to your friends. By the time this goes up, there'll be a post on Instagram as well um, that you guys can go check out on my page. And we also have a link to the GoFundMe on our Instagram page at the Gals Guy Pod. Um, and there's going to be a link in the show notes of this episode as well um, for you guys to go and check it out. Just share it. Like if you can't donate, like it's totally fine there's no pressure but um i really appreciate anybody who does um it truly means the world to me uh and yeah i was just i feel like i've just been having like a meeting with my team like almost every day we went location scouting on like this past week like literally on tuesday we did a we launched the gofundme and then that night we went and did i went and did a table read with my four my three other actors um and we like went over to um, the actor's apartment, um, sat around, did a table read. Um, so like basically what that means is we just we read, we act through the whole script. We just read it through and, you know, read it into like the, like we would be acting it basically um, just so you can hear that like the dialogue come to life. And that was the first time I got to hear the dialogue like out loud um, other than in my head. Yeah, that's <laughs> exciting. I communicate like what I thought worked and like time it out to see how long it would be. And then on Wednesday, me and my lead actor, we went and took uh, promotional photos for the film poster and stuff that we can post on the GoFundMe and on social media. So that was fun. It was really awkward uh, for me, at least, <laughs> because uh, Chelsea Clayton, who we've had on the podcast before, she did the photography and she killed it. Uh, but you're asking somebody who still slightly has a fear of vulnerability and intimacy to do PDA uh, for photos. That was fun. Um, That will be not just like photos for yourself, but like photos that are being put out into the public. Listen, listen, I've never posted a single man on my Instagram feed ever. uh, And it's happening tomorrow. Oh my God. I am terrified. I know it's like for a role, like, and it's not my boyfriend or anything like that, but still it is 
It's such so a good photo. I'm so, I'm it's, so excited. It is cute. It is cute. It does it look like an actual like movie film poster? You yes, like? I was yeah. showing my boyfriend, and we were like, I was like, which one do you like better? Like, help me vote because yeah, you had it on your decide. Instagram story, and um, we were between the two same ones. Yeah. Um, and he was like, that actually like really looks like a movie poster. I was like, I know, like, doesn't yeah. it? it look so good? Yeah. And I think it fits the like the vibe of the story too, which is really yeah. nice. So yeah. And that photo is actually going to be in the film as well, because in the first scene, uh, after like the, so in the, the first scene is a fight between the two characters. And after that moment, after um, the girl leaves, uh, he picks up a photo of them together and um, it's going to be that photo that we pick up. So that's why I was talking about like the Polaroid Polaroid, plays a part in it. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to see it. And we did it in black and white as well, because in the film, there's, two different points of views and Mm, whoever's point of view mm -hmm. it is depends on the color of the film so whenever it's olivia's point of view it's blue whenever it's from nico's point of view the colors are usually yellow so we did in black and white so you can't tell whose point of view the photo is from oh that's smart look at you i know i know i'm a genius (laughs) um (laughs) but if you're curious about all that kind of stuff and you want to hear more just go check out the gofundme i kind of go into depth about the stylized um the style like i'm doing the filming and everything but yeah it's been really fun friday we did um location scouting we went and like looked at a couple different bars to do um some of the scenes in so getting down to it i know a busy a busy week for sure oh my god i have only my like thing i've been like so excited to talk about with you guys though is the bachelorette because (laughs) we got taisha finally Finally. i'm so excited guys okay so someone pointed out i don't know what podcast it was i'll have to look and see uh, and leave in the show notes but there was a podcast and they did a whole episode about claire's facial expression <laughs> i'm obsessed have you seen the tiktok going around that's like the only thing that she says it's like a compilation of the amount of times that she says he showed up or showed oh, up like, yeah or i showed yeah. up yeah. <laughs> oh my not to like harp on her but like i was just so over her and when they interrupted Tasha's first season to do the interview with dale and her i was so annoyed I was so annoyed. I was like, we don't need the tell-all. We don't need the tell-all. It's fine. I was just like, I just kept harping on the fact, like, when he proposed, uh, she was like, you know, we're getting married. And he was like, I accepted it. Like, I accepted. I'm like, you don't sound happy. <laughs> like, I don't well, see it lasting. he seems like, it, it, you can tell that it was all very much rushed for him and that yeah. he just kind of did what he had to do, I think. to, I mean, this to is kind of how it happens. They get, you know, you get, they get engaged after knowing each other for like a month and then they date for like four years, yeah. which is like, or however long. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's what Jojo and Jordan did. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. I'm happy for them if they're happy, like kudos to them for like figuring it out. But I just don't think she should have just been the bachelorette because she didn't she says she respected the process but she didn't well I, I thought like when they told him that you know when she was like when they came to her when chris harrison came to her and was like you know do you want to be with dale and stuff like that and like you just brought the bachelorette and all that kind of stuff i thought that they were going to be like y'all two can just like leave and like there wasn't going to be an engagement and then they had to go through with the freaking engagement and i was like holy fucking shit like oh oh okay um yeah so, that was after like what like a week like two weeks i think max holy cow yeah and i'm just like uh, i i just not to like hate on another woman but i just don't think that she has 
a very healthy attachment to him. I think that she is projecting a lot of like fantasies and, you know, she doesn't really see him for who like he really is or anything. I thought he's a bad guy. I don't think either one of them are bad people. I just it think, just doesn't seem yeah. healthy. It just yeah, doesn't seem healthy. I think healthy. she fell in love with him over social media. Yeah. She fell in love with what he was putting on his social media. Which and is so she a, went in with this like preconceived like idea of him and yeah. and just like immediately was a t- he was she was already attached to him before the show even started yeah that's why i'm like so I, i'm not against um like online dating or anything like that but like yeah whenever i watch shows like catfish or stuff like that like you are falling in love with the idea of somebody that they are putting out there them like they're choosing to put this part of their life out there and you don't know if it's just like the highlight reel because it usually just is like you don't know like what version of them it really is um it's a perfected version of somebody so you don't like like you that's not like you don't know his inner demons you don't really know him who and who he is and so until like y'all hang out more in person and stuff like that like i don't know it's just i was just like this feels like it's just so unhealthy and like just so rushed and i'm like i would yeah and then did you hear her say that like the next step was making babies i was like oh my god and he was like he just like completely avoided it and I then chris pointed it out and i was like oh my gosh chris just let it go just like let oh it no go. no no chris is gonna open up th- he's gonna open that all up um yeah i'm just like can we just y'all just met y'all just knew like you just introduced like parents like you just told him who your parents are like you haven't even met them yet yeah they like, didn't even do like hometowns or an, i don't know anyways i'm don't, over their story gonna, i wonder if, are they gonna do hometowns this year Oh, I don't know. Maybe like a FaceTime. They might do like a Zoom. Like yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Meeting. Like a Zoom meet or something. Yeah. But anyways, Ooh. back to Tasha because oh my god, I love her. Queen walked out of that limo and I was like, yes, yes, thank God. Like it, I was so ecstatic. One, she just not that Claire is unattractive. I don't think she is or anything. She's beautiful. Oh yeah, but I like think she's really pretty. She didn't. She didn't possess like that bachelorette like kind of persona that i think a lot of yeah. girls have Tasha had like this energy like she yeah. walked in the she walked in the door and like had this this like bubbly like energy and like she just has you could charisma. even see her personality when she like did her little jig yeah um she and, just has a light and a charisma to her that people naturally like kind of draw to i think and i didn't really see that in claire like she's just genuinely like i can tell that they're for the experience and like yeah, not for sure. Like on one person. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you I, think about them adding new men? The four new men. Okay, one. I was hoping they were going to because I was like, I, I was hate, like, we need something. I was like, I would hate to walk in and have every guy me, every guy in there be secondhand, uh, and then also like have less men than what I would normally start out with if we had just started with me. Right, like, right. I was like, no, like, I feel like I should be able to have as many options as if it, this was, like, my ver- – this, this was the very first episode. Like, I shouldn't, like, be reduced to, like, only 16 guys. Um, yeah. So I do think there's a lot of added drama because you have, like, the new, the four new guys that are probably going to click together. Well, and they have to fe- – they feel like they're – they don't – you know, they're not – they don't oh, yeah, know the, these guys. So it's, yeah. like, brand new for them. But that one dude, I feel like he was trying to start a little drama – Oh, but he like, is—he is fine. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. I am I not dissing that man at all. Ooh. I don't know, man. I think he, he's gonna. I think he's gonna be one of the like far contestants yeah. for sure. I don't know how um, I would react if I was like in that position. Like, would I go in like trying to like be like super nice and like? I would be nice, but I felt like he was defensive. 
And then when they called him out for it, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he actually like knew he was being defensive. He is like an, I think he's a California boy. Um, so he probably was like, you know, he probably was expecting he's probably like, just trying to like, I don't know. He seemed defensive, but I don't know why he was being defensive. He probably felt if it was me, I probably would feel like I need to be defensive. So like you don't you can't like it's an overprotection kind of thing yeah like so like, for sure you can't like attack me and like come at me because i feel like you're already gonna be upset with me and not like me so i'm just going to like right i mean aggressive. they weren't excited when he walked in the door so yeah. you probably felt like that tension my favorite part of the entire episode was when she canceled the rose ceremony and kept all the guys yeah i was like thank you yeah because it's like i'm new you're I feel like, new yeah. i need more time with you so yeah so um, I feel like she's going to be a very, like, good, ba- like, she's going to be decisive and make, like, good decisions. And I'm just excited to see where she goes. Well, and, like, even just, like, the comparison between the cocktail parties, like, she really took the time to, like. Get to know everybody. Get to know everybody. And, like, yeah. it was very much, like, them. And I liked the conversations because sometimes I feel like on that show, like, it's very one-sided, like them asking a bunch of questions to her but she was very like reciprocative is that a word reciprocatory i don't know reciprocated <laughs> she reciprocated and like asked questions to get to know yeah. well if, if i was the bachelorette like i would i would want to know more about them instead of like like you have so much time to get to know me like through everything like it's just me um i'm trying to figure out which one of you I like the most. So obviously I would want to ask more questions than have to talk about myself the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I freaking love Brandon. Was that his name? The one that went on the one-on-one with her? I I think that was his name. I don't know. I could be totally (laughs) butchering it. But like when he was so nervous to tell her that he had been married before and Mm -hmm. then she turned around and was like, me too, dude. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. that's just what I so liked about sweet. her. That's yeah. why I liked her on Colton season two. Um, I'm like, she was one of my favorites on Colton season um, or redacted season. I'm sorry, I should say redacted. I was going to say, like I him. thought that wasn't your real se- a real season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, redact the redacted season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because like she had like been married and like so like I always felt like she took like the relationship like seriously. Like she knew like the stakes and everything like that, um, and so. I just think she's so cute, and like I'm, I'm, just I'm really, I'm really excited for the season now. At first, yeah. I was like totally bummed, but I knew it was going to get better. So I'm just excited to see um, what they do. I, I thought the one on one date was hilarious when Chris Harrison just kept like running around, like bringing them coconuts and <laughs> drinks and food, like I trying it, to make it look like they were on a horse tour. <laughs> I know at some point he, Chris Harrison takes a vacay and is not oh on yeah i saw because that he wanted to like take his son to college so yeah jojo comes in and she takes over and i love jojo so Aww. much i'm so excited to see jojo that'll be fun yeah, i'm She's really like, excited to see like where the season goes yeah jojo's like one of my favorite bachelorettes um so i think I'm, i follow her i think i just like her i don't i didn't watch oh it's so her, funny my but. my dad is obsessed like with d like diy shows and like hgtv and everything and mm-hmm. her and jordan have a diy show and i like saw him like watching it one day and i was like oh my god that's jojo he's like how do you know who this is i was like oh she was a bachelorette and he was like what, what? <laughs> he's just like probably ruined it for him <laughs> he's like what am i watching like, dang it because <laughs> like they do like home renovations like she does like interior design like jordan like helps out like with like um like renovating the homes and stuff like that like that's their thing now um and they're actually like a really good show 
That's awesome. I love I love like HGTV kind of shows. So yeah. So I think it's really cute, but. I I just I don't know I am I feel better about the season, I, I think she just has like a great spirit and I do think I maybe I'm biased because she is younger, but I think like that is just like what a lot of the audience is just used to is like a younger girl and well like marriage is like I feel like for her or for the younger people like marriage is not like necessarily the forefront like obviously that's like what they're working towards but they still like want to do the whole dating like the dating experience and I felt like with Claire she was just so ready to get married and have babies because she's like on a timeline and that's totally fine and I like respect her for that because if I were in her shoes I'd probably be the same way like I feel like she is a woman who like knows what she wants and just goes after that Mm -hmm. but for the sake of the show and the sake of the audience like we're watching for the like dating experience and that like build up to the engagement, not just like, I want him and that's it. We're done. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think a lot of the guys probably felt better with Tasha because like she is younger so that she is closer to a lot of their ages. So yeah, that one guy went home. He was so nice. That Jason guy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I kind of respected him for like, that because he had feelings for Claire and yeah. he was like, I can't like, well, like give you and you deserve more. I like just the way he, he like said it date. was so nice. Yeah. He's the one that screamed. Yeah. In the mountains. And like for me, here's the thing. I didn't really like that date. Um, because I didn't either. I did not feel like that was a date. Like that's not a, one. It's not a first date. Um, second of all, like, yeah, he's going to feel super emotionally, like, attached to Claire and everything like that. Because he opened, like, trauma wounds. Like, yeah, like, things he probably would never have done a on complete, a first date. Yeah, that was a complete trauma bond that he created with her. And, like, yeah, it's super... When you do that, like, it's super easy to get attached to somebody like that. And when they leave, like, you are kind of, like, devastated in a way. Because you don't you know how to tell, heal yourself like, again. Yeah, you could tell his spirits were down. And yeah. um, as much as Tasha didn't want him to leave, like... I thought it was very respectful for him to like go in and like sit down with her and like explain why he was choosing to leave. So yeah, hopefully um, we do get some more drama though because I do miss that part. Oh, of I definitely think there's going to be drama. We already had one guy get get up smacked in the mouth during that yeah. uh, basketball game. So yeah, I am uh, waiting for the Luke P um or like the chad or um just like there's always one guy this is why i like the bachelorette more than the bachelor okay so with the bachelorette i think the men are worse than the girls Uh, i think that they are more catty and there's like usually more drama and i just think it's funnier watching grown men um yeah i saw i saw like a preview of like an upcoming episode where they're in like a fighting ring like an actual like boxing like mma ring Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. this is going to get interesting. And someone mm-hmm. jumped the, not the fence, but they jumped the, um, <laughs> I don't know what that, the border I'm, around those are called, but I know, you know what you're what I mean. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting and, uh, we're not going to probably do too many episodes, like updates after this, since we have a very level looking season so far. Yes. Um, yes. Not maybe as when ca- there's like, maybe when there's a lot of drama, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back to the beginning. Yes. But, uh, but God. Yeah, I just I'm I just feel more stable now and I'm so thankful for that. I'm just excited for like every Tuesday now. So Yes, yes. Before I was like, Can we just get to Tasha? Like let's go <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, they should call it Tasha Tuesday. Wow, just join the ABC marketing team right there. Honestly, I, I probably should. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> if you want to see a funny like reaction like while you're watching it, because I love like I usually live tweet. Is that, like, that Jared guy? 
Oh, Jared Freed is hysterical. Like, I followed Instagram him story. after you showed me because he's so funny. No. If, uh, the, there's a Twitter. If you like are on Twitter, there is a, uh, a Twitter that is like the Bachelor um, production assistants or like Bachelor oh assistants gosh. or something. And it's like them tweeting like like whenever like someone like throws like something like into like I think there was one episode that like Chad like on JoJo season like threw like a picnic into the water or something. I don't know. Something dramatic happens. They're like, I spent 20 minutes setting that up, Chad. <laughs> like, they just like do like funny so commentary. Funny. Um, and they're like, yes, that was us who set that whole thing up. But it made, to make it look like, you know, you did it all yourself. But that's fine. Just take all the credit. Um, it's really funny to watch. And I also like uh, Nick Vile, his commentary as well on Twitter. It's really great. He is a former bachelor that should never have been a bachelor that's my own personal discretion though love his podcast um the vile files but yeah the vile files <laughs> yes funny. oh my god he should never have been a bachelor that's a whole nother topic i could get onto though he was the <laughs> he's not as bad as peter but like he wasn't like grade a either mm, we love it we love yeah <laughs> we love basic men <laughs> what is your captivation for the week okay so I feel like an official, like, cool e-girl now uh, because all the cool e-girls online got sent a PR package from this underwear company called Parade. Not a gal's guide sponsor, but they did send me PR. Uh, (laughs) Look at you on all the PR lists. They, oh my God, with holiday season coming up, like, there's, I'm I'm sorry for anybody that follows me on Instagram, you're going to get a ton of PR stuff because just this happens with holidays. You got to. But Parade, like, I, they sent me a couple pairs of underwear, um, low-key, super fucking soft. Like, I'm obsessed. Okay. I see what the hype is now. But they also sent me tarot cards. Oh. <laughs> tarot and I never, cards? I never. So they have, like, this whole theme, like, that they launched, like, with their collection. It's, like, chromography or whatever. Like, how different colors, like, are, are tied to moods and, like, different things like that. Um, Low-key, I love the underwear. It's all, like, sustainable um, fabrics, and it's, uh, like, breathable, like, cotton, and they have, like, they sent me, like, a thong and, like, a um, like a cheeky brief, and mm-hmm. then these really vibrant colors, and I could probably just stay in them, like, all day. They're super comfortable. Yeah. So, check them out, but... I was more excited about the tarot cards. They <laughs> Enough sent about me. the underwear. Give me the tarot cards. <laughs> and okay, like you guys, like I am just, I love tarot cards. I've always wanted a deck, but like I never knew like what deck to get. I was like, I feel like I should buy them in person, not online, because then I'll just know what like is best for me or whatever. And I was like, I didn't have to. They just went ahead and sent me some, and they are so pretty. They're like the original, like, whatever the original deck style is yeah but yeah. the other side of the cards is like this really pretty like rainbow with clouds that say parade on it yeah they're and super cute i am so excited i've been they didn't send me a uh how to though like a book so. <laughs> that explains nope so i'm just guessing and like so we're just over here googling Google. <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i'm excited because now i can be a part of the cool girl club on tiktok and <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah you're definitely gonna be on witch talk now oh yeah for sure i mean like i'm gonna do my daily readings like let's do one for you let's do one for the okay. gal scouts really quickly because <gasps> yes i did one for you earlier and that was mm-hmm. like the two of cups or something like that and it yeah was, like, it was like pretty spot on basically yeah. told me i was amazing and good things were coming 
or are happening. <laughs> Girl, I've been doing like so much manifesting and like magic lately. Like I burned a, I manifested with a bay leaf the other day because I heard about that um, from my manager at work. She was like, if you want to manifest something like really quickly, like you need to take a bay leaf, write on it, like what you want, um, and then burn it. Uh, and I did that the other day. So we're just did it work? waiting. We're still awaiting. We're still, wa- we're still um, waiting. We're okay, still waiting. Okay. Give okay, me a couple. Good. But she did it. She was like, I need $8,000. <laughs> okay. um, for like, she's trying to open a business or whatever, like for her line of credit. And she was like, I need $8,000. And like the bank called the other day up and like approved her of like an $8,000 loan. So that's awesome. Um, I'm, just, I, I'm telling you guys, I've been manifesting my entire film and like so far it's going to plan. So I'm going to do a tarot card reading for the listeners really quickly. Um, let's see if this pertains to you. Oh God. As I drop the cards like everywhere. As we drop the <laughs> entire deck. Okay. All right. So the card I drew was the world. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm I love gonna, those I'm, kind of cards. Let's I'm going to look it up because I have no okay. fucking idea what this means. Yeah, I don't and either. And if you like are into like tarot cards and you can explain this better, um, please let us know on Instagram. Please let me know because I... Yeah, um, let us know if we like ever butcher it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should I pro- see me do a tarot reading. I'm like, oh, let me look at my book. <laughs> All right. So it was upright. Uh, so when the world card appears in a tarot reading, you are glowing with a sense of wholeness, achievement, fulfillment, and completion. A long-term project, period of study, relationship, or career has come full circle, and you are now revealing in the sense of closure and accomplishment. This card could represent graduation, a marriage, birth of a child, achieving a long-term uh, long-held dream or aspiration you have finally accomplished your goal or purpose everything has come together and you are in the right place to doing the right thing achieving what you have always envisioned you feel whole and complete now the world card invites you to reflect on your journey honor your achievements and tune into your spiritual lessons celebrate your success and bask in the glow the joy of having brought your goals to fruition um that's like basically our topic for today <laughs> So that's freaking weird. Finally, make sure you don't rush into the next big project. Celebrate your journey. And celebrating your journey will set up set you up for success when you are ready for your next challenge. If you have not quite reached completion at this point, then you are very close. You may still need an added level of understanding to graduate to a higher level and enjoy real success. Look back at your past experiences and acknowledge how far you may have come and what you learned along the way. Wow. We love it. So, yeah. That's why I love them. They're just like little little like inspiring things affirmations affirmations and like even like some of them like i always thought like the death card was like a bad one or like the devil was like a really bad one but no they're like it means like they're like like the death of like something like a cycle like a bad habit or something that happened in your life and like you're moving on to better things um Mm -hmm. my favorite one um is i don't know what it means have no idea what it means absolutely no idea but the one that's the prettiest to me is the high priestess (laughs) oh that one I is really a, pretty. I think it's a really pretty card, and it just that name sounds really pretty. Um, have no idea what the rest of it means. Um, so I will be reading more into it. If you know anywhere I can read more about it, please let me know because I know like briefly just a little bit about it. Um, yeah, same. So, and I want to do like more of my own readings. Like, I do. I need to sage this, or like you know, I don't. How know. How many times should you do a reading? You do it every day. Like what? I, what are what are the routines? The only rule I know is that like you uh, you shouldn't use someone else's deck. Okay, that is the okay. only rule that I know. Um, like bad that, karma or something. Maybe I have no idea why you shouldn't. I just know that you shouldn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. What has your captivation been though? So, I 
finally decided to get lash extensions. Um, mm. It was honestly not something that I had been like wanting for no. at all. It was kind of no. like very like um, spontaneous of me. Very Aries of you. To be very impulsive. Aries of me. Um, my sister recently got lash extensions and they just mm-hmm. look incredible on her she, which ones did she get did she get the full or, or like um i think she got like a natural lash okay. um but she goes somewhere in charlotte um so i was looking online and i decided to go to lash and blade um so if you live in winston i highly highly recommend going the there same girl that does my lashes mm-hmm. um, but i just get a um, lash lift yeah i love i i got a lash lift before and i liked it it, it just kind of like burned <laughs> during the process i think my eyes are just really sensitive Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if it was like the perming stuff that they used did you try to to open your eyes like (laughs) no i don't don't know if it was i can't it was kind of like during but mainly after so Mm, i think i just have really sensitive eyes um but i love the way that the lash lift looks i just absolutely hate putting on mascara Mm -hmm. um it is the last part of my makeup routine and I have my five q-tips ready because my eyes are so hooded that I get mascara all over them and then it ruins any eyeshadow that I've put on it's just a process you also have short lashes I have very short lashes lashes especially after looking at my before and after picture Mm -hmm. that Caitlin took Mm -hmm. I was like oh my goodness yeah so um so I got the the classic so I got the natural classic lashes um and I love them uh, yeah. I could feel them a little bit yesterday, so I got them yesterday. But today, I can't feel them at all. Like you like you have so, makeup on already. Like you're. Like, that's what my mom said. She was like, "You look like you're already like done up." I went over to my boyfriend's last night. And I said, "I'm just gonna warn you. I have lash extensions now." Um, and he was like, "Oh, are they fake lashes and all this stuff?" But when I went over there, I was like, well, "What do you think?" Like he was like, "Your lashes look just as luscious as your hair." Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, I, I was talking to Caitlin about like me like doing it but like i don't really only only reason i get lash lift intense because i already have like long lashes your lashes are very long i use um grande lash growth serum uh and well that's why mine are so short and stubby and they just like when i put mascara on them they don't lift they're just like straight yeah so i look i look silly but it's fine yeah so i my lashes though are like blonde um because uh red hair uh so you can't see my lashes so that's why i just get a lash lift intent just so they they look um you can really see how long they are trust me everybody always comes up to me at like work or wherever and they're like what mascara do you have on i'm like um, I have on roller it's lash. It's mascara, but it's really just the fact that I have long lashes. So. <laughs> like they're not, your lashes are not going to look as long as mine do. I'm just blessed. So here's um, the growth serum I recommend. Yeah, and- <laughs> it's $65, but it works. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, do I have a whole new brand new bottle of milk mascara in my uh, makeup bag? Yes. Am I going to be using it anymore? Absolutely not. No. Um, actually, I've used it a couple times, so unless I, or I'd give it away. But yeah, so it's going to be a lot to upkeep, I think, just as far as like money wise um, yeah and that's also but, why i never got it done <laughs> but i don't get my hair done like i don't color my hair so i'm like eh, mm-hmm. it's about it's, it's it is what it is so i'm gonna see how i like it i've already booked myself through the end of january to get fill-ins um oh good but so far i like them i haven't like um the first 24 hours you cannot like sweat or get them wet or anything so yeah, i haven't cleaned them yet anything. i haven't i know i'm gross <laughs> just kidding um but yeah so i am kind of waiting until tonight i got them done at like 10 10 30 but i'm trying yeah. to just wait and just a little extra just to make sure but i'm excited i really like them 
Um, I know people have like differing opinions about them that they don't like them or they're just like too much work. But just make sure you clean um, them just because they can get Oh, yeah. You're supposed to clean them every day. And she gave me this um, like cleaning solution that's like a little bit for more sensitive. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it'll be great. Yeah. So, yeah, but I've seen pictures where they're not clean and they look gross. So disgusting. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, just make sure you you keep them clean. But, yeah, I I, um, trust me, I got a brow lamination the other day and I had makeup on when I got it done. It pained me so much to not be able to, like, wet my face at night to take (laughs) off my makeup. Like, I had Mm -hmm. to just, like, take it out with a makeup wipe and then, like, take a washcloth, like, around my brows. And I was like, there's still foundation, like. Mm-hmm. around my brows yep. like i can't do anything about it so we're just gonna have to suffer and get the acne <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah uh i i'm jealous i think they look really great though thank you i'm mm-hmm. excited i was she was like we're gonna go more on the natural just since it's your first time and i was like yeah like i feel like that's more my vibe anyways like i don't mm-hmm. wear a ton of makeup anyway so i don't feel like i'll ever get any like voluminous ones Mm-hmm. Um, or voluminous, however you Volumin- say that. It's voluminous. I was like voluminous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, who knows? I'm apparently I'm spontaneous sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> which is so weird that we'll you're see. not more of because you're such an Aries. But we did your birth chart the other day, and which we want to do a whole episode on this too. I, um, yes, we need to do a whole astrology it. episode. Um, but you are an Aries sun, but you got a Scorpio moon, and like. That is the most conflicting fucking placement ever. Like, I was, like, telling her about it the other day. I was like, yeah, apparently I have a Scorpio moon and Aries rising. Like, you just, like, Scorpio moon in general is just a fucked up placement. Um, Because, like, it just explains why you cry a lot. <laughs> I do. Anytime I'm mad, upset, I just cry. Which, yeah. which we were watching, uh, Blaine and I were watching a show last night, and he started, like, tearing up because it was, like, emotional. And that's just, you know, what Capricorn, he does. Capricorn, what? He's, yeah. Oh yeah, he's got some sort of he got he's some got water sort in, of water in him. I don't know his yeah. birth chart, but um, I looked at him and I said, "Stop! I'm not allowed to cry. I can't get my eyelashes wet." And so I was like <laughs> fanning, fanning my eyes during the show because it was like really sad, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Don't cry! Don't cry!" <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so it was really funny. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, just a couple of like housekeeping things to keep up with. Um, if you guys do not know, we also now have a Patreon, so make sure you guys go check that out in our show notes. Um, we will leave a link down there where we're going to be releasing more exclusive content on there. Um, Hannah is now working on her EP a little bit more, so she's going to be able to really, you know, do some behind-the-scenes stuff for that. I have behind-the-scenes yep. stuff for my film coming up. And then we have different tiers that so you can, guys can go and look at that from, like, a literally a dollar um, and up, so you guys can go see and join our little fam and everything. We're going to be posting more content on there soon. And then follow us all on our social medias. Mine is my Instagram is at Emily Elise. That is A L E E C E. And you can get behind the scenes content of my film on there as well. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And as I do more recording, I'll post things if I remember. I'm really bad. <laughs> well, you've been you've been posting more on TikTok. I've been I've been trying very proud to, of you. Trying to follow the trends, but I'm always like a week late. So then I'm like, it doesn't do well, but it's It's fine. It it is what it is. It's okay. Um, And then, but yeah, and then subscribe, rate, and review us. We've been getting some more reviews lately, and like we are so touched by all of you and um, all your thoughts. It means the world to us when you uh, leave us little reviews. So, and then shout out to everybody who's like came from TikTok recently. (laughs) I know. Everyone, that one review was like, I I found this from 
from Emily's TikTok. And I was like, yes, TikTok. Oh, we need all of the people. It's either from like a video I've made. And then I also like, I don't know why, like my comments that I make on other people's videos always get like a ton of likes. I'm just so funny like that, I guess. You're um, just hilarious. <laughs> but I made like a comment like on someone's video and had like 11,000 likes. And um, I was like, yeah, we talk about this on our podcast. The girls like, so go check us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if you ever see me like on a comment on a popular uh, TikTok, please say hey if you're a fellow Gal Scout. <laughs> yes, yes. You see me out in the wild on TikTok. <laughs> Honestly, the wild. <laughs> but today's episode, we wanted to do something a little bit more like not relationship based, like a little bit more like self love, self care, because that's kind of the whole like area of our life that we've been on a kick on recently, especially like with so much going on in both of our lives right now um and as far as like creative aspects in the career wise uh which is like just taking control and dominating your life and i think there's like there's different ways you can take that i mean it doesn't just have to be like in your career it can also be like in like your dating life as well um yeah, just being definitely. more like assertive like in your own dating life which i feel like we always constantly like push and talk about like in our episodes especially the episodes like where we're telling you like you know how to approach somebody or like um like first dates and stuff like that just owning more of who you are and you know just taking control of that and not letting anybody like make you feel like you're less than and that's never like the message that we want to like make you guys feel like um so i know that you have been doing a lot more of that in your own life because uh you like you've talked before like you are somebody like who how do i word this like you were usually like not the person like to assert like your opinions and stuff like that and like you have i mean you're an aries like we just said but like you are also like a nine on the enneagram so you're always like a people pleaser and i've been really proud of you because you've just been asserting yourself like a lot more yeah um, with, i feel like, like goals. i i definitely have like conflicting things inside of my brain half of the time like it's half that of the scorpio time. moon placement <laughs> honestly that's that it makes so much sense it makes so much sense too like why i'm a nine too i think mm-hmm. um because like in my brain I know exactly what I'm thinking, what I want to say, how I want to say it. It either doesn't come out because I'm trying to please the people around me and just like alleviate conflict because I can feel tension and I don't like tension and I don't like negative energy. Mm-hmm. Or as I have been ass- asserting my opinions more, it co- sometimes it comes across as being um, a little harsh. I mm-hmm. don't mean for it to be that. So I'm still trying to like navigate like Balance it. balancing the two like you got a you got a Libra rising. You need a like, <laughs> find, like finding a way to like assert myself without coming across as a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I will own it uh, because that's just part of me. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't like to come across that way, and so I've noticed sometimes, like even with like how I talk to you or like how I've said something to my boyfriend, that I might come across like a lot harsher or like sarcastic and I don't mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, text is also like the worst text is possible. The worst like, yeah. Because I'm like, if I'm saying it and I'm like actually not trying for, and as you read it back, you're like, shit, that didn't sound like great. So I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have said that. Um, so like I'm trying to find a balance, but also like taking that control and like putting myself out there more. Like I have opinions and I like to voice them sometimes uh, depending on the company, but, um, I'm trying to do it more. And I'm also trying to be more assertive with like the things that I need to happen to get my, like my dreams and my wants 
completed, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. Like, um, I'm starting to kind of um, make a plan for my EP and like, I know I can't do it by myself. So like, I'm trying to like piece part, like who I want to bring on to the project as far as like marketing and like photography. Like I know I've talked to you about like photography Mm -hmm. and like trying to figure out like what kind of, um, aesthetic I want and like Mm -hmm. what, what the mood is and And just the um, overall sound. I mean, it's not something you can do by yourself. Yeah. And like the, the actual like recording piece I cannot do without my producer. Um, and And like a whole like band too. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like, trying to like I don't know just like take control and sometimes that's hard for me like not that I like am the person to like sit back and wait for someone else to do it but sometimes I just don't even know like where to start Mm -hmm. um so I'm trying to like really like take control over that part of my life and like make decisions and like be decisive and that's another area that I really struggle with is like I'm so indecisive about things or like because I like want to please people so yeah I'm like oh like I'm fine with whatever when in the reality like especially like example when Blaine's like where do you want to eat for dinner I'm like oh I don't know like anything's fine in the back of my mind I want Mexican like I want to eat at me Pueblo yeah and I just like I'm like well why don't you give me some options and then I'll pick or I'll give you some options and I always start with the one that I want I'm always like me Pueblo chilies like (laughs) but I'm like I want, I know what I want, but sometimes like, sometimes I like want to be like flexible and like do that, but I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be more decisive. So yeah. Well, I think think there's two things that I wanted to say is, um, I know like for me, like stepping into like being a director, um, with this role and everything like that, like I am the person that people go to like I am the one that is in charge with the vision and everything like that. And at first I was like, I don't want to like I've always said when I hire a whole crew I don't want to be the smartest person in the room I am hiring you especially my department heads um I'm hiring people who are smarter than me so then it makes my job easier uh and as a director I was like well like I wanted to be knowledgeable about everything uh so I don't come across as an idiot and like I don't know what I'm doing but then I think it only makes it worse when you do that and instead of just admitting like hey i do not know how to do this or how to communicate to you what i'm thinking i am i'm still learning this um and like just admitting like that being vulnerable like that and admitting like where like you are struggling at and people will then be able to like adjust to like your level i think and like i think it's just being more humble and like that i thought it was always bad to like you know seem like i like why well you're directing like you should know this kind of thing but it's like yeah. better to be like you know hey like no like i i don't know this and i don't know how to like explain this in the best way i can possibly um but this is what i'm thinking am i not saying like am i stupid to think that but like what does that sound like how does that sound to you and then like the people who are smarter in that area who are trained to do that particular job can then explain it to me in a way that i'll understand it better i think um and so just a being a little bit more like humble and like expressing like where my problem areas are I think do make me a better leader and more somebody who can um be more in control in that way but I will also say in like response to like what you were saying I learned about this the other day so you know like when people like like express problems like there's the fight flight um or fear response so like fear wants typically people who have anxiety like their body freezes they can't choose between the fight or flight so they fear and then they go into a panic attack um 
And there's another one called fawning, which is what people who are codependent, which if you want to know if you are, listen to the last episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what they tend to do, which is just people pleasing. They, instead of just, you know, asserting like what they think that they like need or whatever, they just uh, people please. So like, for example, would look like um, if Blaine said he was going to like do the dish, like you could like you cook dinner. So I'll clean the dishes um, tonight. And then you go into the kitchen later and the dishes still aren't done. Instead of expressing like, you know, hey, like I thought you said you were going to clean the dishes. You just go ahead and clean the dishes because it would. And uh, the idea of upsetting your partner by bringing that to their attention makes you more uncomfortable. That and so you just go ahead to do it and you push like your feelings and your needs, even though you don't really have time to do the dishes. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like it's almost like you're you're like too afraid of the conflict, so you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's people who are afraid of conflict that that's what they result to is the fawning, which is just yeah. um, it's easier for you to push down your discomfort than make somebody else more uncomfortable. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. And I like I I was like looking at different examples of it. It was on, I saw it on TikTok, but I was like looking at the different examples of it. And I was like, wow, like I'm really proud of myself. I've gotten better because I was like looking at some of the scenarios. And I'm like, no, like I don't feel like I would like say that. Like I would be like, no, like you said you were going to do this. Like I'm, can you, like, I'm waiting to hear back from you. And I've learned to do that. I think with, by doing this film, it's allowed me to be like, okay, like, I feel like I'm, I like was invalidating myself being like, I feel like I'm asking for a lot. And then talking to somebody who is in a higher position than I am, who is like my mentor. Um, I was like, am I asking for a lot? Like, am I like, are my expectations like too high for this and he's like no like um you're either like they're pretty like on par with somebody who like has a oscar uh, would be demanding their team as well and i was like oh okay cool so like it just validated my feelings and um allowed me to be like okay no like so i'm not asking too much for my team um and i think that's like the biggest problem like i think women feel like when they're trying to like can take control and dominate like their own lives is like self-doubt and that imposter syndrome coming back up and being just like you know like Uh, like I don't do I have the right like what gives me the right and the way to yeah uh, or like the fear like feeling annoying like you're like asking for too much or you're being annoying because you're like following up on something that wasn't completed and I Mm -hmm. I feel that a lot Mm -hmm. so yeah I I mean I literally said the other day like in a production meeting where I was like talking to like my UPM and I was just like oh I'm sorry I feel like I feel I feel like I'm being annoying, like, by sending, like, so many emails. And it's like, no, like, I'm making sure that you, like, are, like, I asked you to do something. I haven't heard back. I'm yeah, following up. Yeah, I'm literally up. following up, as anyone would follow up with you if you didn't complete something. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, like, taking that man- mentality that, like, they're going to think X, Y, and Z about you because you're, like, pushing them. Because, like, if the roles were reversed, I guarantee you they would be doing the exact same thing. So Oh, yeah. And especially if it was a man too and that's another thing like i'm and i'm not hating on men when i say this like i like men <laughs> i was gonna say we like men on this podcast <laughs> i like men <laughs> um have you listened to these other episodes i have hate them but i love them we hate them but we love them <laughs> yes um this is what comes with men uh, but one thing that i have noticed with being a female director which i hate that that's what like I saw a tweet the other day that someone's like, I can't wait for the day where I can stop referring to myself as a female director. I was gonna or a say female I, I, writer. I hate that like people feel like they have to put that. Like you you are a director. Like yeah. that's it. Like yeah. you don't I mean, I know you you at this time like you want to, you know, uh 
say market it female. Myself yeah, that, market yeah. yourself as that because that is not hugely prevalent. But like, yeah. I think as the years roll by, you won't have to do that anymore, yeah. which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Be awesome. It's more women. There's only been five women in history nominated for best director at the Oscars. Fun fact. Um, only You're going to be the sixth. Only one manifesting wo- this. Only one woman has won. And that was wow. Catherine Bigelow. That's, that's for insane. The Hurt Locker. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow for the Hurt Locker. She won. She beat, um, what's his fucking white ass face? Um, the dude who directed the Avatar. Um, <laughs> I can't think him. of his name right now. James Cameron. But yeah, so I hate that I had to introduce myself as that. But I was, you know, I, this past week, you know, was talking about my film, released my GoFundMe and everything like that. And I had an influx of, you know, people like messaging me for support who I hadn't personally told that I was making this film um, and like great depths. They just knew I was making a film, but they didn't know what it was or anything about it. And, you know, I was the only woman in my graduate school, like screenwriters, like cohort, like there was other women in the producers cohort, but I was the only screenwriter female. Um, and... The film school in general was very male-dominated, I would say, uh, but I had, like, a couple, like, guys reaching out to me, like, you know, being like, oh, my God, like, I would love to read your script. And, like, I would say, like, not just – I'm not just a good female screenwriter. I'm a good screenwriter, and I know that's where my where my strengths are. I know that I'm great at dialogue. I know that I um, am good with working with actors. Like, that's – I'm a director's actor. I'm not a female director. I'm a dire- I'm an actor's director because I that's where I shine is, like, communicating with them. But regardless, I had um, a guy reach out to me. He's the director, and he wanted to read my script. And I was like, yeah, I sent it over to him so he could read it for entertainment. Like, it was completely done, like, locked. Like, there's no more changes being made to the script or anything like that. And he was like, I'll send you back, like, some notes. Like, what I really think about it. He's like, I'll send you back real notes. He's like, I know other people, like, they'll just sugarcoat it. But, like, I'll send you back, like, some real notes. And I'm like, "Um, I didn't ask for any. But um, I sent him back. I was like, you can just read for entertainment because I don't really need notes right now. And he was just like, I'll still send them. I'm like, "Mm, I'm not going to read them. I just didn't reply to his text. I was like. I'm, I, don't, I don't need yours. Um, like, if I, I didn't ask for your opinion, if I wanted your opinion, I would have sent it to you. Yeah. I was like, the people who I sent the script to asking for notes uh, were people I trusted. And I think only one of them was a guy. Um, but like, I was like, I, I, I don't really know you. One, two, um, like, no one can, like, I, I'm just sick of like some like people like that, like in certain, like, especially creative industries. Um, and like been inserting pro- their opinion when it's not asked like, for yeah. yeah like i published my gofundme and i had a, one of my uh classmates like a, a guy reach out to me and be like i have some notes like for you like your crowdfunding video is great but i have some notes for you that i think could help and i'm like i didn't ask for them and like it's not like he like asked if he could send them he just sent them like he just emailed them to me yeah. I, was like, I didn't ask for this um one you should have asked first if i even wanted it um, yeah instead of just sending it over but i was like i don't care if you are correct i don't want them (laughs) yeah i don't i don't need your yeah i'm good i I got it like i i don't yeah (laughs) yeah and and i'm i i never run across that experience with women like i just i've never had that experience where like a a woman's done that or anything like that um so it's just something that i've noticed like within my particular um like career field and everything i know like with you like you you solely like work with women (laughs) oh yeah yeah especially yeah well, we actually do have one male in our office. Uh-huh. A rare, a rare gem. <laughs> the rare male species. The rare, the rare <laughs> male speech therapist. But like, even but like to go off what you said, like even when I'm collaborating with my producer, like 
I ask him for notes. I'm like, I yeah. want you to, I want you to co-write this song with me. Like, here's yeah. my idea. Here's what I've written. Like, how can we make this better? But mm-hmm. I would never, I would never want to like go in and him be like, oh yeah. And I mean, like sometimes I, I'm okay yeah. with like, it. It just or like depends. I made these changes without you like asking you kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, like here's what you should do. Okay, bye. Like, oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like for example, like I have like some of my male classmates that I still talk to and everything like that. And one of the I was like back when I was revising the script still and everything. Like I was, I admitted that I was super close to the film, so I did not know what areas were not working and where I should cut. And my friend was like, "Well, if you want me to, like, just send it to me and like." I'll cut like what I think should be cut. Like I'll edit the story basically, um, which is a jo- someone's job. Like on, on films is to be a story editor. He's like, I'll make some cuts for you. And like, he didn't like say like, he didn't like do it without my permission or anything like that. Like I sent him the script and he like went ahead and just, I asked him to do it and he did it. He didn't like assert it or anything like that. Didn't do it without me asking. Like he offered it. And then I was like, Oh no, that's not a bad idea. And like, he did it for me. And he's just like, you can disagree or agree with these, whatever you want, but this is what I think would strengthen the story. Um, and I kept some of his thoughts. I didn't keep all of them, but I like was appreciative that he offered that like candor. So I think like it, there's a ba- like, there's a balance between like, trying to learn to be like assertive and not taking like other people's like opinions I guess so close because it's so easy to be like well maybe like I should like maybe they they know more or something like that but like at the end of the day does it serve you and that's what I think you have to always go back to is like if it doesn't like serve you if it doesn't like strengthen you or like make like your goals stronger like you have to just like figure out a way to like whittle out other people's opinions and that can be from anybody like from people like in your personal life your family people online no matter what it is people are going to give you like unsolicited uh, opinions and advice no matter what you're doing no matter if you're succeeding or failing or how big you're succeeding like people are always gonna like try to assert their own ideas and opinions onto you and it's just you know taking control and being like no like I'm not gonna let you push that narrative onto me no matter what it could be or like this is my project like if I need your opinion I will ask you for it I'm not asking for unsolicited kind of advice in this moment um at the end of the day I try to like think that all these people have good intentions with what they are doing um it's just poorly like executed at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah um, and I think like you have to kind of know what you want you have to know your like your value mm-hmm. and then you get to decide if you listen to other people's opinions. Like if, if they, if it's something that's not going to like serve you and it, it doesn't go along with your value of like whatever you're doing, like if it's your company or you're starting um, a podcast or you're, you know, directing a film or writing music, like whatever you're doing, like, you know what you want, you know what you want the outcome to be. Then you get to decide, okay, like, is this opinion even worth, is this going to change anything? Mm-hmm. And at that point, like you can just kind of stop listening to their opinions if it doesn't serve you or serve like your business or whatever you're trying to grow and create like I think it's really important that you kind of take control of that like the presentation of the thing that you're creating or like how it comes to be like I don't know I just feel like a lot of times we like you said it's like establishing we, like a healthy boundary yeah 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 absolutely like you have you have to have that boundary because at the end of the day it's you it's you that it's affecting it's your business your film your music like at the end of the day it doesn't have anything to do with those people who gave you opinions anyway so you have to decide whether or not you're it it serves you and whether or not it's gonna make it better or make it worse or if it's just like completely like out of the blue and not warranted yeah if you don't like at a point like if you don't like kind of like have a filter to like screen it all through and everything like that like you don't have a boundary for it then it could 
lead to toxicity and I think it could lead to like your negative self-talk and a lot of, you know, you doubting yourself, which is what, not what we're talking about. Like you're, you should not like doubt yourself. Like I think it's, I think when you're creating like your own stuff and like you're trying to take control of your life, like you're going to go through periods where you're questioning, like if this is the right thing, if this, if there's like another avenue, you should go about doing it. Just you're going to doubt yourself. It's natural. Um, especially if you're creative, um, (laughs) I don't know any creative that doesn't. Um, it's not their worst enemy. <laughs> but uh, absolutely, I'm. My, I am totally my worst enemy. I'm like, oh, this song sucks, and everyone's like, it's actually like a. Bop. It's a bomb. I'm like, okay, awesome, thanks. <laughs> I just needed that like pep. <laughs> yeah, but if you like allow other people's um, opinions to add on top of that negative self talk, it's only going to make it worse, and then you're going to be in that. I feel like that's when eventually you get in that place where you are just frozen. And decision-making, you can't be decisive from that point on. Like, it's learning just to speak up for yourself. I know for me, like, for example, like, we were location scouting this past weekend for my film. And I am very certain that there is only two bars that I want to do this film at. Like, there's other places that I've considered, but they don't give me the look that I have in my head. I have a very clear vision of how I want this particular scene to be at this bar. And there's mm-hmm. only two bars I know that could serve it. And other people were like, well, what about this place? Like, just as a backup. Like, just as a backup, what about this place? I'm like, sure. Like, if you want to reach out to them as a producer and consider it, by all means, go right ahead. Like, if you want to, if it feels better for you as a producer to have a backup, I understand you're a producer. That's your whole thing. Uh, but for me, I'm not putting that idea in my head where it could go wrong and we need another place. Like, this is the place I want. Like, and I'm... When you're not going to be happy if you're at, if you have, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you're not going to be happy at your backup. Like, you want yeah. your first option or yeah. your second option. And you asked me that earlier. You were like, what happens if so-and-so good, like happens? And I was like, we're not thinking about that. We're not putting that out into the universe. <laughs> See, but I think that's my downfall, too, is, like, I have to learn how to stop worrying. Yes. Worrying about things that's happened in the past yes. and how they're going to um, come come into my future and the present and, like, ruin things for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big issue as far as me, like, taking control of, like, my own thoughts is, like, trying to limit worrying about things that one have already happened and mm-hmm. you know it is what it is you literally cannot do anything to change it or two worrying about things that could happen that i don't have any control over and i'm like why they haven't happened yet they haven't even happened yet nine times out of ten if it did happen it's literally nothing that i can control and like why on earth am i spending so much of my energy worrying about these five things that could go wrong when nothing, when I haven't even started the project to begin with. So like, I think that's a huge thing is like trying to find a balance about like worrying about things that, that are important or are happening in the present if they need to be worried about, but also like trying to decrease the amount of energy spent worrying about things that have already happened or could potentially happen maybe in a blue moon, you know? Yeah. So for me, that's like, something that I'm working through and like trying to use, especially during this EP project, Mm -hmm. because I'm worrying, I worry about, you know, I've released two original songs in the past and have they done amazing? No, they haven't. Have did as many people as I thought would share them, share them? No. Um, Can I control that? Absolutely not. I can't control who consumes my music or how many streams I get. And so I have that fear of like, oh, well, it happened before where I released something really important to me and nothing came of it. 
but I'm like, why, why am I so worried about that? Like it's done. It's happened. This is a whole new project. This is a whole new thing. This is something very special to me. Like, why am I going to let my fear of what's happened in the past keep me from completing my project now? So I'm really, I'm really struggling with that one. Not so much anymore, but I was like at the very beginning of starting this project. Um, I worried about that a lot. Well, I think it all goes back to also like, and I've talked to my um, one of my coworkers about this a lot because she's super been into manifesting and everything. It's just not putting that energy out into the world because the world, like, matter cannot be created nor destroyed, um, like energy, like it's physics. Uh, so, like, putting, like, that energy out into the world, it's, like, when you – that's only what you concentrate on. Like, when you worry – I always think about this, like, worries – yeah, if you keep worrying that that's going to happen, you're going to end up manifesting that outcome because it's taking up so much of your thoughts that you can't focus on like a better outcome that of course it's what's going to happen subconsciously like you are going to do something that's going to end up making it fuck up and that yeah. worst possible outcome is going to come true. So it's only focusing on the good aspects, only focusing on like the positive things. Like obviously don't act clueless and not think about like well nothing could go wrong. Obviously something could happen, but yeah. not netting that energy take up your entire conscious or your subconscious because you don't know like what could happen and i always tell like anybody like who it comes to me like when they're stressed i'm always like what can you focus on at this moment like what can you control in the present tense you can control your reactions you can control um your thoughts so take making more of a positive um outcome on that and solely focusing on that and just claiming the goodness like claim like claim like no this will happen like my my film will be a success my ep is a success like it is like making it a present moment and just cultivating that and making it stronger 2021 is going to be better (laughs) absolutely yeah so that that's what i try to do um just so i'm i'm not like so focused on the negative outcomes because so often like people like always will be like oh you're moving to la like what are you gonna do i don't know they're like you don't know i'm like yeah it's not my present moment of focus um when i get when it's when, when i get I'm there, there yeah it will be like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a sink or swim kind of thing for me and that's where i know i flourish um so but i'm not thinking of like the bad parts where i you know could not have a job and end up like homeless um yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. it may be like why would i want to center myself on that because it could be very easy for me to um uh, with anxiety and everything like that um but i i i I don't want to waste my energy and like my time solely focusing on that because, and I think that's one reason why I'm good with rejection as well, especially with my career, because when you're, especially for me, like when as an artist, and as an actor and everything, like the reality is you're going to be told no so many more times than you're ever told yes. And that part, like when like you don't get a role or something, like that's out of your fucking control. Like you cannot control that whatsoever. I can control what auditions I go to. I can control how my performance is. I can control um, what I do next. If I want to make my own stuff, if I want to take the middleman out, that's me taking control, making my own film, and me starring in it is me taking control of that scenario. It's like, well, I wasn't given roles that I want, um, so I'm going to take control of it and just do it myself. Uh, so those are things you control, and I think that made me feel better about acting because i was like well if i don't get this role clearly it wasn't meant to be like there's something else for me and i think you can put that out there with relationships as well too like if your relationship doesn't go well i mean not focusing on like what you could have changed because it's so easy to it's like no like no matter sometimes like no matter what you did like 
Unless you cheated or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, killed their parents or something. Like, <laughs> no matter what you could have done, like, that doesn't, like, th- maybe that relationship was supposed to end, like, for you to get into a, the next one or whatever it may be. Like, there is a reason behind it. And not focusing on what you could have changed because there's nothing you could have changed. The relationship's over. Like, there's nothing you could have done differently. You were no longer in that relationship. And so when you just stop, like, obsessing, like, over, like, the past, I think, is when you can be more actively, like, there for the present. And that's something that I learned, like, just doing therapy. Yeah, I would definitely say even, like, myself, like, within the past, like, two months, I have really, really focused on, like, trying to be present in every area of my life at work, at, like, with family, with friends, like, just, just, like, really trying to be present, like, like, today, I was really proud of myself because my screen time notification said I was down 31%. (laughs) But like trying to be more present and like not worrying about like even at work the other day, one of my coworkers was like, was like, wow, like you look so calm. Like you're just like chilling with your diet, Dr. Pepper. You're just like, you just like seem, you just have this like calm presence about you. And I said, yeah, like I'm really trying to like stop worrying about everything because Mm -hmm. that is my biggest downfall and it holds me back from so much. I think in the past two months, I've like seen a change in my like overall demeanor as far as like being a little bit more level headed and calm and like not worrying about things that I can't control. And like I can already tell that like going into like I'm going to my producers tomorrow to record and like I can already tell like I'm very calm about it and like I'm just kind of excited to see like what comes of it. And Mm -hmm. um, I've even been like thinking about some like marketing ideas and everything's just kind of like. I've just got this kind of like chill demeanor and it has taken me time, but like it's taken me time to get there and like not worry about the past. But I feel so much more excited about it now that I have this like new mindset of like, okay, just like be present in the moment. Like I cannot control what happened yesterday. I cannot Mm -hmm. control what happens tomorrow. Like I am here. It is today and Mm -hmm. that's all I can worry about. So, Mm -hmm. and I can just tell like overall I'm like less stressed I mean, I'm still stressed just because that's just the nature of me being a type A person, but I feel less stressed like overall in all areas of my life. So, yeah. And I think just being, you're more decisive. Yeah. Which is like very rare. So, yeah. And I think like when you're more decisive, like anybody is more decisive and your career and like relationships, like when you know what you like you you don't settle for less and you don't settle for anything other than that and i don't think that's a bad thing i think like when you know what you want you attract better outcomes you attract things that are going to line up with your like synchronicities and you're going to be able to um, get to your goals faster i think when you try to settle for things that are close to it but they're not exactly what you want that's when you feel like you fill yourself with regret and you're no longer being that dominant person and you're no longer um in control you're just um you're taking like a back seat to your life in a way like i know there's so many people who sit on autopilot because they are just like they don't taking control would be too much stress and everything so they just settle for what happens to them whether that be a relationship or a job or whatever that may be and it's just like no if like if this is not what, at the end of the day, you are going to be like, if that's not what you want on your tombstone, like, if people remembering you for, like, why would you suffer yourself through that? And I think, like, for me, like, I have not really ever been, like, in a serious, like, adult relationship. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, there's other issues that have gone along with it. But, like, you don't see me, like, 
developing like serious relationships like with just every other person like like i do like date around but i'm not like investing in like in a ton of people because, yeah like you're picky you kind of you kind of yeah. already know like what you don't want and what you want kind of yeah so when people like pressure me to like look into different like aspects like i'm so thankful that my parents never pressured me to major like in finance or like biology or anything that like would have been like more sensible other than theater and creative writing like these bitch asses i granted it was my own money they let me get a master's degree in fucking film um <laughs> like i'm well, very thankful yeah. I, would, I never yeah. had the pressure to do anything else because i would have regretted so much of my life and i would have like just been severely unhappy doing anything else yeah and i think like part of like like we've said like taking control and like dominating your life part of it too is like taking the chance like mm-hmm. on yourself and like mm-hmm. saying screw it and just like doing it and like it may you might fail but like you don't know until you try and you're always going to regret it if you don't so i think yeah. like putting yourself into situations and like betting on yourself it's like a huge part of it because like i said at the Which end we of the did day a whole episode on as yeah, well too yeah but like at the end of the day you go to bed with you And like you don't go to bed with the opinions of others who say you can't do it or you don't go to bed with your negative self self talk like you just you go to bed with yourself and like you kind of have to be in control of like how you want your next day to be when you wake up in the morning. And so I hear a lot of times like people like will say like they they just stay in their job like they don't like it, but they're just like going to stick it out because it's like stable or you know Mm -hmm. they have a good income or like the benefits are good or they sort of like it but they also think that like they'd be happier doing this and like I'm not here to tell you what to do with your job because let's face it I've had my own demons as far as uh not liking your job but like sometimes you have to listen to that like inner gut and like if you're not happy when you wake up every day then like I don't know like there's that quote that goes around like, oh, it's like something about like, I don't know. But there's this quote on Pinterest that I saw the other day that was like, whatever you're not changing, you are choosing. And that kind of like really like hit me because it's like, if I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm choosing to stay in it or choosing to stay at this job because of X, Y, and Z reason, but I know I'm not happy, then like nothing's going to change. Um, so I think yeah. I think you just kind of have to like decide like what, like what you're going to do. Like, are you going to let it just kind of be? And then Mm -hmm. that's kind of it. Or are you going to like grow and make a change? There's this other quote that's like growth is painful, change is painful, but but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, especially like there's so many, there's so many of my friends that I know that are like in relationships and like they don't see, like, and no matter what your attachment style is, I feel like it always goes back to that um, or like how like you were raised or whatever they stay in relationships because they don't know any better and they don't think that they can either do any better or this is like the this is the only like version of love they've seen and like it's painful to watch like i think your friends like stay in relationships for example like where you know they are settling for the mistreatment that they are being given and they don't deserve to be in those scenarios. Like they are a queen and they should overcome that and like get out of that relationship. And I don't think that it's anything someone can, they can tell you and that you deserve better, but it's not until that you realize it yourself that you finally make a change for yourself and are able to do it. You have to be able to like 
some people, I guess, I, I guess, I don't know unless you go to therapy and you are pushed to your breaking point to a point. And some people finally reach that point. Some people never reach that point. I think that's the sad part about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that you never, like some people just never realize it. But I think once you kind of like are awake, I guess, in a way, and you see yourself in a different light, that's when you finally are able to like take control of your life and be more dominant in it. I think you have to, it's like a spiritual awakening, I guess, in a way. And I definitely have seen it in myself. I have seen it in other people. I've seen it in you and everything like that. But um, it's just being, taking that decision, being like, no, like this is not what I should settle for. And I'm going to apply it in different parts of my life. And I'm going to make a change. Some people move like fucking cities. Some people, um, like they move the country. <laughs> like I say yeet. <laughs> no matter what they are, no matter what it is. Like I, I am for like moving, like doing that. Like just like, I get getting out of a terrible breakup and like moving cities, like do it. Like I'm here for that. I think it's a great fucking decision. Like it's a great way to get over somebody. It's just a mood of New York city or LA or whatever. But I think just, you know, when you're able to finally wake up and realize it, never apologizing for that decision too. Yes. Like you should never have to feel like you have to be like, I'm sorry for like being yourself. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, not how it should be taking up space or anything like that Mm -hmm. which i feel like women often do is apologize for taking up space and it's just like yeah like again i don't know what's wrong with me like some starbucks lady got my order wrong she put whipped cream on i definitely said no whip she said it back to me no whip and at the end i said i'm sorry like why did i apologize it wasn't my fault (laughs) it's a bad female habit it's a bad yeah i was like i'm sorry about that sorry about that like because you had to take the whipped cream off is not that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, we just need to stop. We got to stop. Yeah. Maybe in 2021. In 2021, we will stop saying sorry. Unless you, like, in- really hurt someone and you, like, feel like Unless you, you f- killed their parents or cheated on them. Like, please, <laughs> please apologize for that. You should. Or don't do it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe just, like, don't do it. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's, like, where I kind of land is just never apologizing for being you because once you do, you're no longer dominating that part of yourself and you're no longer in control. Yeah. You're letting others kind of control you. So Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a good survival tip. Oh, tip. <laughs> Honestly, to, to, to never apologize for being yourself and taking control and dominating your life and yeah. doing what you want to do and being a boss babe. And yeah killing the game so and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which will be linked in the show notes also don't forget to sign up for our patreon if you guys want to we're gonna be posting some cool content on there in the next couple of weeks and please leave us a review on itunes it really does help us out and we love reading them they make our day So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.